Lee, look at this view. Everything we can see is mine. I'm close, very close, to having the kind of freedom I've always dreamed of. The freedom to give and take as much as I want, whenever I want. Boss, you already have that freedom. No, it's not enough, not yet. To have that kind of freedom, I need to climb to a much higher place than this. And I will. Because, for Harry McDowell, freedom is the most precious thing there is. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. He has such enormous power, yet he is so sweet and kind, he's Andy. (laughs) Hello, everyone. And he's gracious, honest, and kind. Who wrote that? It's Bill. I'm definitely honest. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm planning to buy the moon. Yes, I'm Josh, once I get my tax returns, at least. Uh, one out of three ain't bad, though, Bill. Hey, welcome, guys! <laughs> Hi! How are we doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got scheduled for my vaccination, so... Or my first woo! one, Woo! Woo, woo, woo! It's still smarch. It is damn smarch weather. It has been uh, <laughs> the typical Midwestern smarch weather of uh-huh. super... Like, starting off with, like, snow everywhere, and then all the snow melts, and then, like... There's, it got cold again a little bit today. It's just, it's, it's, it's all supposed over. to snow again tomorrow, I think. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I can't keep up with it. It's the Midwest, uh, climate change, and it's the Midwest. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And it's March. Yeah. Smarch. Yeah. I think I summed that pretty well with stupid smarch weather. Stupid smarch weather. <laughs> uh, it's bipolar. So it's crazy. Pretty much. Kind of like my mother in law. Wow, all right, we're going to move on from from that before he gets himself into trouble. (laughs) Welcome, everyone. Lovely. Tell me me more. No, actually, and here's the thing. She's the in-law that I like. (laughs) Oh, we are here this week to talk about episode 17 of Gungrave, which is entitled Josh's favorite character. It's entitled Josh's favorite character? Yes. I did not get that. I didn't get that dub. Josh's (laughs) favorite character, colon, Mika, underscore... (laughs) Colin Mika. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is the first time I, I've rewatched uh, these, this episode. Got to think about it, but there might be a change in viewpoint, a slight change in viewpoint. Is this going to be your Tobaway moment for it, the podcast? It might be. <gasps> oh, look at Susie's right behind you. Oh. Our, four, our fourth host has joined us. Yay, oh, yeah, Zeus. Zeus, Zeus is, uh, has, has decided he's going to join us, and he's a. Uh, Burying himself a hole in the, uh, in the chair <laughs> in over there. Your, in your That's in like a Papa's chair. chair. Yeah. Yes, old school. We are going to be talking about that episode today. It's yeah. my week. Yeah. We'll get into my thoughts on this episode soon. Yikes. Uh, but first, <laughs> this is the time where we do a little segment we like to call Nerd News, and I am going to pass this week. I have nothing, literally nothing to add, so I'm going to turn it over to you two and see if either of you have something for Nerd News this week. 
All I can say is Monster Hunter Rise uh, dropped a second uh, playable demo where you can play the flagship monster, which is brutally hard in in a fun way. And the one person who'd who'd be semi-interested just left. Oh, there he is. He's back. Sorry, I... Sorry, I kept hearing him meowing. I don't want to make sure a cat wasn't locked up somewhere. That's about it. Uh, they they uh, dropped a second demo where you Load. can play against Magnamalo, which is the game's flagship monster, the one you see on the covers there. And mm-hmm. it's it's difficult, but not like frustrating. That doesn't make me angry. It just makes me go, ooh, this is going to be a fun fight. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that game comes out this month, I do believe, right? The 26th. I wow, have that's, on, that's pretty close. I have the Deluxe Edition on pre-order so I can get some layered skins, and you better be with me on that day. Yeah, I'm thinking about picking it up. Um, it's interesting that, like, it is interesting that I've not seen a game like this do a second demo before. Like, that's I find it interesting. Um, not even Monster Hunter World Iceborne had a second uh, demo. They they had the one demo where you got to play three different levels, and one of them was was an ultra-hard uh, uh, hunt. Uh, for the flagship monster, which I remember that was very difficult as well. But yeah, I've never experienced a game having two demos within a month of each other, especially. I mean, yeah, the first weird. demo dropped last month, back in February, and mm-hmm. then they dropped this one as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I think they're just trying to build excitement for the game. This game's going to sell extremely well. Oh, yeah. I feel like this is going to be uh, a bestseller in no time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it'll sell in the millions not only because of the base of people who own Switches right now looking for new games, but um, there's a lot of Monster Hunter fans out there. And and it is coming to PC next year, um, in yes. 2022. So yep. that at least is going to bolster the sales of the game as well. Yeah, absolutely. I actually do have one other piece of Monster Hunter news. Yeah, I was going to ask uh, if it's about the movie. Yes, it is, actually. <laughs> I think I, I want to talk about that briefly. I finally rented Monster... Or not rented, I actually bought it. Um, So so I'm going to make this joke here. I, I, I picked up three different pieces of media last week. I got Monster Hunter Rise... Or not Monster mm-hmm. Hunter Rise. Monster Hunter the movie. Raya and the Last Dragon, so me and my daughter could watch it a couple days ago. And the most recent AEW uh, pay-per-view. And the initial thought was two of the three were not that great. But then I backed up and said, no way, I did like that pay-per-view. But at the end of the day, the Monster Hunter movie was very disappointing. Um, mm-hmm. In the worst kind of way. I knew it was going to be bad. I knew it was going to be bad. But when you're watching a movie called Monster Hunter, and in the f- and even 45 minutes into the movie, there is zero monster hunting going on, you know it's... Not well made, and yeah, it was painful. The monster hunting moments were great and were a lot of fun, but then the rest of the movie was just like, oh, you could have done so much better. So, complete flop. Ah, it it was so disappointing. I was expecting so bad it was fun, I almost fell asleep through it. Resident Evil movies are better? I don't know. They're close. They're close. I mean, granted, it's the same duo, but... um, Right, right. That is a harsh criticism. It really is. Yeah. As I said, I wasn't expecting anything great. I I had a very, very low bar. And they didn't even make that low bar. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't even hit the Roseanne bar. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. On that note, Bill, did you have any nerd, nerd news this week? Uh, I almost bought a Switch and then Andy talked me out of it. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thankfully, thankfully I did. Take note of that, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. You're, they're going to fire me for this. Um, but, like, 
No, I mean, to be fair, you, you almost did pull the trigger on a Switch, but it was not a good deal. Um, I, I, I tried to steer you away to try to find something a little more what you should pay for it. And I think I, I think you did the right thing. I found a few others that were cheaper, but you said that like next year they're coming out with a high power one. And well, not it's not confirmed. Not confirmed. Um, that is, I guess maybe I could I could very briefly sneak that in as as just a tiny piece of nerd news. Slide is it in that there. there. I will slide it right in. Let me just uh, let me get a little, little between little, the little ribs going here. <laughs> um. Oh, duh, like a knife. Got it. Uh-huh. Right. Um. So <laughs> Josh is some weird sex stuff. Doing um, it wrong. <laughs> Snow, no, uh, there has been a lot of rumors. Um, Bloomberg had reported um, that, once again, this is a rumor that's been around for years, uh, that Nintendo's thinking about doing a revision of the Switch and making it a little more powerful. Obviously still allowing to play all the same games on it, like from both versions, but uh, an upgraded version. And there's been a few other small things like the Tegra chip uh, that they use in the Switch. Uh, they are going to stop producing those, which makes me think if they're going to stop producing the, the chip set, then how are they going to make more switches? Uh, so it sounds like they would be maybe then replacing it with a more powerful chip. Uh, so there, there, there are rumors that maybe by the end of this year, beginning of next year, there could be a, a more powerful switch. Interesting. We'll my, see. Uh, my attention span will not last that long. No, that's probably fair. not. That's fair. Probably not. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a news story later once, once it actually gets through. I was going to say, the only other thing I had is uh, our friend of the show uh, has released Paradise PD Season 3 on Netflix. Hey, Ashley! Super, yeah, yep. Uh, our supervising producer on that show. Oh, I thought she was the creator. I actually thought you said. I, I thought. No, it's uh, it's the guys from uh, what, uh, Brickleberry. Hold on. Yeah, Brickleberry. Brickleberry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, the creators are Roger Black and Waco Waco O'Gwin. Um, hmm. but uh, our friend is the supervising director. And has directed a couple episodes. I'm I'm not a big fan of the show. I'll be honest, I, and I, I hate to say that because I want to support the people that I care about. But um, well, I couldn't get into it. I didn't love it. Um, you you're a big fan, Bill. It's a bit much. I, I understand why you're not <laughs> about it. it it's uh, my mom is a huge supporter of her and cannot watch the show. Will not watch the show. One of the best parts of watching the show is really just watching my wife's face as she just <laughs> goes through all these. Emotions. Thoughts, feelings. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Experiences. And, and yep. <laughs> it sounds kind of similar to what me and my wife are doing with our current um, viewing. So we've decided to, to tackle the, the latest anime to drop at Netflix and it, um, and we will not review it on this show ever. So I'm just going to say it. Um, Sky, uh, Skyrise Invasion. You've seen the, the, okay. okay. No. So much fan service that we have literally begun, uh, betting on, you know, okay, how, how many, how many panty shots we're going to get? And, you know, how much, how much fan service is going to be in, in mm-hmm. this particular episode? So far, we had an episode end with, uh, eight. Jesus Christ. Eight. Two episodes Jesus. ago, it was That's eight. Many. That's too many. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fan service. Oh, it's, the so, anime. it's, how so, we it's so bad. It's, it's fun, but, ugh. Ugh, it's it's kind of painful to watch. And Johnny Young yeah. Bosch is in it. Oh, poor Johnny. He actually has a moment where he where he motorboats a character and goes literally you hear This makes me feel calm as he's motorboating <laughs> a character. We just watched that episode. Bill, can you, can, Bill, can you relate to that emotion? I, I mean, yes, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonder, but but the fact that you, that it's not only that he talks into the boobs, but he actually muffles his own voice. It sounds like he's much, just makes me feel calm. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> that's so. Oh man, we, I hope he's we lost that paycheck. It. Uh, yeah, I, I get that. I, I can relate. 
So Paradise PD season three, uh, it's Netflix. So I assume the entire season is out. Yes, the entire season's been dropped. All right, you can go check that out on Netflix. We're only about halfway through because it it, <laughs> it requires some uh, cooling down periods of just what? I Why? I Why? <laughs> so shall we get into our episode seventeen today, folks? <sighs> okay, sure, let's just get I it guess. over with. All right, episode seventeen, Mika. Ugh. Is a title. This is gonna hurt. We have our theme song. We open on the city streets where a bunch of cars are driving along a road and some generic politicians are talking about some sort of generic bill that they need to generically pass. To generically uh, stop the uh, mafia influence, I believe, is it? The the generic mafioso issues. They don't even mention Millennium here. Uh, but the cars are stopped as a pale figure is standing in the road. This is our first official, no, I take it back, second official, since we saw it in episode one, reveal of an actual Orgman, even though I think every time we've talked about the necro, sorry, necrolization, I keep calling them Orgman. <laughs> yes. Right, right. And that was not accurate because those are necrolizers. This is an Orgman. Correct. And there is a distinction. Yes. And I apologize for oh, always um, making that mistake. I, I don't know what it is, but apparently there is one. Well, we'll get to that, Bill. We'll get to what that difference is in yes. this episode. Yes. Su- suits? Soon. Is it Suits? Uh, that's part of it. <laughs> and, and getting real jacked. Yeah. Like, we'll get there. Right. We will so get there in this episode. That this, is, this is this is also 90... our last interesting moment of the episode. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, yeah. And it's you know, kind of quiet. After... No, there's a few things. but So the police force that is, or I guess bodyguards or whoever, is uh, escorting these unnamed politicians they try to protect the mayor um, who's in this one of these cars. Sorry, governor rather than one of these cars. Uh, but the thing starts hulking out and literally just chops off the head of one of the police officers that kind of does that cool thing where it rolls inside yeah. the helmet like, yeah. right by the car. <laughs> yeah. Bing, that was kind of cool. Knocking heads. Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. It's probably the most interesting part of the battle. The rest of it's pretty boring, <laughs> um, even though we have explosions and different sound effects. And yes. You guys ever seen Friday the 13th Part 8? Jason takes Manhattan. No, there's a not for a long time. Okay, yeah, the boxer. I think all I remember is him like attacking a, a yacht. There was one character that was a boxer, and he threw down on Jason, trying to box him, and then Jason just knocks his head off the building. No, huh? Yeah, I legit, I legit was like in first grade the last time I saw that movie. So <laughs> fair enough. I. <laughs> I do not remember Jason. I don't remember that movie. I don't remember that one at it all. It was but... awful. Like like huh. m- like most of the ones uh, after part four. No, that's that's fair. Anywho, we get a really lackluster scene here. Really kind of lazy animated explosions. A car gets thrown off of a off a expressway. Another one blows up. And the Orkman screams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of lame. I'm not gonna lie. For our first like reveal of an Orkman, it wasn't all that exciting. No. Yeah, it wasn't all the, that. The, the, head, the head rolling was the coolest part. So we cut over to Harry and company. A news report is on TV saying that what they just witnessed <gasps> was some sort of structural issue on the highway and 10 people were killed. Including the governor. I think, you know, I'm Oh, s- no. I'm sorry. Wouldn't something like this have a bit more of a, I don't know, somber response? Our beloved governor has passed away yeah. due to a terrible, a horrible accident. But no, the news report is like, there was structural issues, and one of the victims was the governor. I'm like, yeah, wow, bad. not even Walter Cronkite was that emotionless. Yeah. No, it was bad. It was bad. It was. Oh. It was really bad. Yeah, there are definitely problems with this episode. I'm. I'm not going to disagree. 
So Lee is there with Harry, and mm-hmm. he makes it clear, of course, that, you know, this was all Harry's doing. Harry planned this, obviously, this Orgman attack. Yeah. Um, thing. And this is that we, we also find yet again, like this anime is wont to do, time has passed. Well, at least we have a better idea soon that it's been 13 years. Yes. Yes. We do find out later. We do find out. And also, the thing that, that may have changed my opinion about Mika also has to do with that time frame. So I definitely agree with you on that one. But mm-hmm. uh, also, what's interesting here is that we I also disagree. know that. Hi, welcome back. Hi. <laughs> we we also know we also know that uh, time has passed because Harry has his old man voice now. <laughs> right, and for a guy that's forty, I'm sorry, he sounds like he's he's like nearing his sixties with that voice. Yeah, I don't like it. I, I, I'm, I'm yeah, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna talk about this a little bit. I don't like it because of the fact that like Lee and Bob and Boonji and all these other characters sound exactly the same. I mean, Bob does sound a little different. He does not wait, much. Wait, so, well, he, he sounds fatter. Head, yeah, he sounds heavier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, basically. Yeah, it's that syndrome of like you know how the president of the United States ages like a huge amount like in the office, and I get he has like the same level of like constant responsibility, but man, yeah, that voice I don't not like the change. And we already talked about the voice actor and all that. I don't think he does a bad performance. I just don't think it was a. I don't think it was a necessary decision to make. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, dude. I'm almost 40, and I still sound like I'm 17. You wish you sounded that old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, will never, I will never sound that old or cultured in my life. I have, I have resigned myself to that fate. That's fair. Um, <laughs> Bill, thoughts on, Bill, thoughts on the, the time shift in the, the Harry voice? Any thoughts? I, I think Josh hit what I was going to say exactly. It was just unnecessary. If you were wanting to make Harry seem a bit older, they did everything visually. They they made well, all the yeah, characters exactly, exactly. they did yeah. it they did a great job uh changing the design there's no reason to change the voice exactly well at this point harry says he wants freedom more so than he already has we'll find out maybe what that means as we go on as we cut away to boats, boats! it's boats on a boat and we're waiting for that speaking of these boats Yes. Uh, there are people loading mysterious crates onto the, ve- onto the vessel. Yes, motherfucker. They're not that mysterious for very long, though, because apparently they're just sending Orgman in crates to the Middle East. Well, that's that's what they say. And that's really topical, too, when you think about it. I mean, yeah. I mean you, you can't tell that this anime was made in the early 2000s. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Where are they um, sending it to? The Middle East. Uh, you're not... Mm. Yeah, because I'm glad all that Middle East trouble's over. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> so this no, no, it's just swept under the rug anymore. That's the whole thing. That's fair. Uh, so these nameless men who are standing on the uh, dock, um, watching the crates <laughs> being loaded, and serving as our exposition in this scene. Oh yeah, back up the exposition dump truck. Yeah, we get a lot of it here. Uh, they talk about. All the money that Harry is making, which apparently is the same as the national budget. Back up that ass position. It's just they just keep. <laughs> Damn it! They're just they're just going on and on. They're just running their mouths. And do you know who hates exposition more than we do? Can I do it? Can I do it? Yeah, you can. He fucking hates when anime apparently does this exposition dump shit. It is because he just shoots the guy in the back and then tells him you talk too much. <laughs> well, some of it, well, A, yeah, they probably shouldn't be standing in public, like, loudly talking about an illegal operation to ship dead body weapons to the Middle East. 
Unless, of course, they're that the organization is that brazen and everyone already knows it, and there ain't nothing no one can do because, you know, they kill politicians on bridges. It's still probably best to not just say it out loud all the time. Fair point. Also, I kind of I kind of got the impression he killed him because he called him Bloody Harry. I was wondering that, too, uh, if it was more the, the nickname than him running his mouth or that maybe the nickname was like the last straw. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I didn't catch on that part of it, so. Well, I just, I know Harry doesn't like being called Bloody Harry. That's fair. That's fair. So Boonji stands there lamenting about how useless the people working for Millennium are now. He's like, ugh, all the good people are done and gone. Well, maybe you shouldn't have killed them. Well, no, he also said that they've grown so big the talent pool has been strapped. Yeah. So they just, they just can't hire enough good people. So That's they're fair. like the WWE? They keep hiring all the talent and they're not using them properly. No, that's actually the opposite problem. WWE's got plenty of talent. They just don't. They just don't use them. Oh, fair. That's fair. So we got this, this is more like WCW where they hired anybody and everybody and they have. A... <laughs> okay. Yes. That's yeah, laps. that's true. Especially late. Uh, you know, late nineties. Like we need more people for the NWO. Let's uh load them up, boys. Put them in crates. Send them over. Let's see if Dennis Rodman wants to come in and be on the NWO. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I fair, mean, enough, fair enough. Fair enough. We go to the labs, where we find out that they can make 400 Orgman a month, which apparently isn't enough for Bear. And I guess Bear is now just, like, led into all this, like, weird Orgman shit, whereas before he was kind of on the outside. Well, I I think at this point, he's in it all the way. He might as well know everything. They got him by the bear balls. Yeah, that too. And one of them's named Sherry. Got him by the short bears. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! There's a title. There's <laughs> that's a title. By the short that's bears. a that's, that's a title. That is for sure the title. Uh, Unless something better get, comes along, we get more information. Oh this my time goodness! Orgmanization, which is very different from necrolization. No, no, necrolization. Yeah, this is orgmanization. Organization. Necrolization. <laughs> So, organization will ramp up once they can deal with that pesky issue of the pain that subjects feel. Like they give a shit what's <laughs> going to happen to their subjects. Well, right. I, think it's, I think it's less uh, giving a shit and more like, oops, that one died of shock. Okay, well, that's fair. I kind of took it like, like the Weapon X program. Or, like, it's or, not, or it's not so much they care as they just they can only get so many people in there. Or Strucker's experiments on Sokovians during Age of Ultron. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That make that makes more sense to me then. Yeah. We also learn about something called superiorization. Superiorization. Which okay, I like this I part though because they're discussing it, and next thing you know, because Bob, Bob's there too. I want to talk about before I get to Bob. I want to talk about Glock, something we didn't really talk about last week. Because when I was originally writing notes for this episode, I Funimation sent me to episode sixteen while telling me it was episode seventeen. Uh, so I was <laughs> I was doing a deep dive on episode sixteen until I got about ten minutes in. And I'm like, I know we've talked about this before, <laughs> and I was I spent a lot of time looking at the character design of Glock, which I don't think we talked as much about. But this motherfucker's a Nazi. Oh this yeah, motherfuckers! He's got blonde hair, piercing blue eyes. He's got he's tall, short little. Yeah, he's yeah, got the he's short a... little mustache. He's talking this episode about like superiorization and like doing like genetic bullshit. Talk talking about how that there are only certain types of people that can withstand the yes. organization process, yes. and then you have a higher tier of person who can handle the superiorization process. Yeah. It's a fucking he's a fucking Nazi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. an an Aryan ideal. 
Yes. So, what? Dr. Mengele? Well, most of those guys weren't uh, Aryan ideals. It's. It, I just wanted to note that because we don't think we really talked about that last episode, and it's just it really stands out here in this episode. I was just say the other weird thing though is they said that the subjects for superiorization need to be incredibly strong, both in mind and body. Like Bob. How is Bob that strong? <laughs> okay, you carry around that much body weight, you're gonna have physical uh, strength than you would than one would think. Dude shows his powers by eating chicken. Yeah. Like, he's eating a bucket <laughs> yeah. of chicken yet again, and then his arm, like, hooks out. He's like, oh, man, no. I'm not, I, I gotta keep this under control. And you're not necessarily, I mean, there is a diminishing return. Yes, some of, like, the world's strongest man guys have, you know, a build with, like, a, a bit of a gut and, and broader, but there's a point of diminishing returns there. And Bob is past that. When was the last time in this anime you actually saw Bob walk? Or without a bucket of chicken in his hands. Yeah, or, I'm serious. Have you have, have we ever seen him actually walk? We always just come into I, the scene with him sitting somewhere. Don't know. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Fair I enough. think you're right. He's <laughs> also gotten to the point where you know his chins have chins. I, he, he's got. He's going to have a hover round. He's got a hover round hidden between his butt cheeks. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking more of a segue. Thanks, Tom Cruise. I can see the Grand Canyon. Speaking of segues, <laughs> let's cut. Let's cut. Let's cut to Bear's house, shall we? Where he's in a kimono, and he feels so much guilt over what he's done. You know, he's like, "Well, the only reason I'm doing this is for Sherry." Like, dude, at some point, you gotta stop making excuses for yourself. Satan's technology. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I'm here to protect my daughter. Um. No. At some point, you just threw your humanity out the window. I think there is probably something to be said for you losing your humanity and your soul in small steps like that. Okay. You know, he has a good reason to start doing it, and then he pushes himself a little further, and then he... Well, I went that far, so what's the... Mm-hmm. What's the problem going a little farther? And, well, you know, well, eventually... 13 years of that. I mean, and yes, there will come a point where, yes, he will bottom out, as it were. Uh, we go to Lee. <laughs> How the hell is that a giggity when he's saying bottom out? Dude, you to need Lee. to get laid. <laughs> you, you've clearly never bottomed out. <laughs> never we had to Lee a bottom. Uh, you're missing out. Hey, we go to Lee. No, I meant and... hit bottom. <laughs> anyway, moving on. We go to Lee, and Lee <laughs> is visiting his next batch. I guess a batch of subjects who... Failures. Know if Rejects. Failures, essentially. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I got from this. Yep. And he says, like, hey, I need to keep pace with Harry, uh, which makes me wonder, like, okay, is he, like, trying to show that he's still worthy of being part of the organization? Or is he, like, I don't know, at some point, maybe I'll overtake Harry. And I'm unsure what that is about. You know what I think it is? Is It's just nothing more than him trying to de- justify his uh, psychotic behavior. I think that's all that it is. It has nothing to do with him keeping up with Harry or succeeding him. It's almost like everyone has created BS justifications for their hor- for their crappy behaviors. Yeah, I think that's probably a good running running uh, gag of the show. Everyone is doing terrible things of one form or another, and they're all they're all scapegoating it. They're all justifying it. Bear's justifying his actions because of Sherry. Bob is justifying it because he can't control himself. Glock is probably one of the only pure people who's like, "No, I'm being an evil." SOB because I, I just want to do this, you know. Nazis be Nazis. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, saying, yeah, I, I in order to be like Harry, I need to be 
you know, cal- you know, cold and calculating and heartless and not show any compassion. So let's kill a bunch of people. Yeah, I don't like this scene either. I do like one thing about it, though. Yeah, what do you like about it? Because I don't like the it laugh. I have yeah, never, I, I have never I disagree heard, with you. But I have never. Well, here's the thing: I have never heard Steve Bloom go all in like that in a role. That's what I'm talking about. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give yeah. you that. Yeah. I, I just I, maybe it's just like a symptom of the process um, process of organization, but. I don't know. This doesn't feel like Lee. Like, none of this feels like Lee. I feel like he's his, his character just has suddenly changed. There there definitely is kind of a disconnect between the pseudo-sophisticate that he was when he first started to here. Yeah. This is why I say that this section of the series is... <sighs> rough? It's rough. It is. It is. Yeah, Lee grows blades, and he laughs maniacally, like you said. And he just kills all these people while the guy who let him in is just, like, watching with, like, sweat pouring down his face. Yeah, he's all like, sick. Like, not only watching, he's just, like, kind of listening. Yeah. Footblades. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get it, too. It's just, as I said, the one thing that I just enjoyed was the maniacal laughter, because I've never heard Steve Bloom laugh so maniacally before. So we cut to Harry, and he's at the orphanage. I guess he ended up buying it mm-hmm. before? Sure, yeah. Like he, like he said? I mean, that's not really 100% clear, but, like, he does go and visit it. He owns the orphanage, and he's, like all legitimate businessmen, he's keeping up uh, his philanthropic uh, pursuits there. Yeah, yeah, putting on appearances. Yeah. At the same time, though, I do think he does like it, because he's he's exercising that, that thing that he talked about earlier, the freedom to take what he wants and to give what he wants back. There's at least a sense of some humanity left in him, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaking of that, Sherry calls out the humanity, saying, oh, he's so sweet and kind, despite all the power that he has. Sure thing, Sherry. Yeah. Uh, we, we get a brief set of montages! Woo, woo, woo! Montage! It's our execs just sitting there looking. Yeah, Bob's eating, Lee's covered with blood, Bear's meditating, Boonji's watching a ship, Glock is, like, gleefully watching his orgman and, like, hugging the containers, you know. <laughs> I'm literally watching it, and he was caressing the container. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, <laughs> just, just right off of those tubes. God. He's gonna fuck that orgman. Yeah, um, I, and and about phallic imagery, then we cut to the Millennium Headquarters, and that's yes. another thing we should have, should mention, though, too, is, um... Penis. Harry has added to um to the building ever since uh, in the last thirteen years. He has, you know, he's definitely compensating, but at the same time, showing that he's above Big Daddy, I think, is a nice way to kind of look at it as well. I added a Starbucks. <laughs> that too. <laughs> yes, and, and the space needle. He added the space yes. needle to to the building. I love it. I call this the Harry Wang. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Harry does some dealings on the phone with some politicians or something, and a yes man comes up and is like, hey, I got some news about Maria, to which he's like, yeah, we don't know what it is, although we'll find out, so I don't know why he has to whisper it. Yeah, exactly. There's, like, no like, reason for him to come up and whisper There's in no Harry's one else in the room. Right. <laughs> he just wanted to smell Harry's cologne. It's fine. <laughs> like, I get it. <laughs> dude, dude, how'd your meeting with with the boss went? I got to smell him. Oh, my God. He's his musk. Um, <laughs> so it's a hairy oh. musk. <laughs> it is a hairy musk. He, we find out that Maria's alive still and okay. has had her daughter, Mika, 
and Harry says, "We'll send, we'll send Ringo." I'd hope so. It's been like thirteen years. It has been thirteen years. But, but oh here's, the, here's the other thing, though. He forgot who Maria was. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Thank and then, you. Uh, and then he, he goes, "Who Maria was?" He initiates a kill order, going, "Ah, yes. Now I'll destroy everything that reminds me of the old man." You just forgot who she was. Uh huh. <laughs> yep. Callus doesn't. It doesn't really matter. And he, and he was reminded. Good God. He, He's like, I'm going to go do a 156-month abortion. Four, four, 41 <laughs> years old, and he's already slipping into senility. He does say that he worries about her coming back as, like, being an heir to Millennium. I don't think that's how that works, but... <laughs> yeah, the, it's, yeah. It's not a monarchy. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing, though. He, he, he does His exact wording wasn't even, um, you know overthrowing him it's succeeding him you know yeah any questions about who would succeed me so yeah it's weird yeah so uh, well, sure anyway, at this point so what i'm not sure yeah. if, if this was a bad um bad scripting on the adr side if this was you know trying to be almost direct one-to-one on the from Japanese to English sort of thing and it just kind of had a disconnect or somebody just didn't have a good grasp of the English language I don't know, but he sends Ringo to go handle the issue, which I think is a strange flex to send the worst Beetle to do it, but that's fine. You should always send Paul to kill someone. Absolutely. I mean, he did declare that that uh, John was dead. It's true. Oh, no, wait, hey, no, speaking... no, I'm sorry, that was the other way around. Wait, yeah, 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 I was gonna you say. You need to send John to, to do the killing, because he's the one that declared that Paul was dead. Anywho, ah. either, either way. Wouldn't you want to send Chapman to do it? This is true. Because, you know, he yes. did. Yes, <laughs> this, is, this is true. Oh, God. Too soon, Bill. Too soon. Hey, speaking of Mika. I don't care about the I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna I'm going to go recatch her in the rye now. Thank you very much. Oh, boy. Hey, speaking of Mika, she peacefully rides a bike in some sort of far off distant village and uh, goes to see her mom. And that's where we get a, the title card. I know. Yeah, I was thrown off by that too. Into the episode, eleven minutes into the episode, <laughs> which like, how is how long have I been sitting here? Which is also a good place, I think, for our break. Huh. Welcome to the break card. My name is Andy, and you are listening to another episode of Tuning Japanese. Hope you're enjoying this episode this season our commentary, and everything going on in your life outside of this podcast as well. We are on the track to trying to finish up Season 6, have uh, another large number of handful of episodes still to go. Next week is Bill's Week to review, and we are very much enjoying the anime, and we hope that you are as well. Remember that you can watch along with us. This anime is on Funimation. You can go to Funimation.com and create an account. And uh, for as I think it's only eight dollars a month, you can get access to everything that Funimation has to offer. Not sponsored by any means, just uh, wanted to throw it out there yet again. If you don't remember where to find this particular anime, speaking of throwing money around, if you have some money laying around after the last round of stimulus, or you just want to help generally support our show, you can head over to Patreon.com/TuningJapanese and donate some money our way, so we can make some big changes. We just got I just got charged just a few days ago for our hosting, and uh, it's a big chunk of change. 
every single year it goes in to keep these episodes live for you all and for free. So if you want to help give back to the show and help pay for all the costs, we would really appreciate that over at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. We just released a bonus episode yet again on our Patreon. We're doing another one. Uh, the next one we're going to be releasing, which I'm going to be working on probably after I finish recording or editing rather this particular episode, is a trivia episode where Bill gave some uh, Josh and myself some trivia questions. Josh and I double teamed those questions and we will see if we did better than how Bill did when he initially took the quiz and these trivia things as well. It's a bunch of nerdy categories, the kind of stuff that I think you will enjoy if you like our podcast. I think that's about it. Let's get back to our review of Gungrave, and we will see you next time. We're back from the break card. Yeah. So, <laughs> to pleasure his dolphin wife, the cop on Paradise PD, he gets this thing called a, a dolphin vibrator that's called the, the Cloaca Cracker. Or Cloaca Quaker. Quaker. You're, you're trying so hard to make that the title of our episode, aren't you? Cloacas <sighs> aren't going to happen, Bill. <laughs> you started it. Uh, he did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> say it. Hey, let's say it. I have a Cloaca. Hey, Mughorn. Um, <laughs> Mika and Maria are chilling. I said Mughorn. I'm sorry, Macar. Hey, they're chilling in yeah. their li- new home. It's a nice little, it's a quaint little cottage. Pretty chill. Complete, right? complete with manservant. Yeah. yeah, they have they have a manservant. Like Maria's all excited because they have a fireplace. Maria's excited because they're living a calm life, right? She's like, ah, yeah, school and home and all this normal existence for you. Oh, you're like, oh, your day was boring. Good, good. <laughs> you little shit. Um, <laughs> butler tapioca, not to be confused with Doctor Tapioca. Uh, <laughs> sorry, did I say tapioca again? I thought you were doing a bit. Yeah, yeah, ah. yeah I thought you were doing a bit. Tokioka. Did the uh, autocorrect uh, strike again? I think it might have. <laughs> Tokioka, not to be mistaken with Tokioka, comes in and informs yeah, everyone yes. to go meet with Tokioka later so that Tokioka yeah, can have a day off. Oh, my God. So the butler comes in and he offers <laughs> some tea. And clumsy old Mika drops, knocks off the picture from the mantle frame. Or from the from the mantel piece or whatever, yeah. uh, over the over the uh, fireplace, and and doesn't know the difference between a picture and her father, yeah, because <laughs> she apologizes she, to dad. Yeah, she picks it up, and then oh no, there's another picture hidden behind the image of Maria and Big Daddy. It's my favorite. They're they're going fishing. It's, it's, <laughs> it's and, and Big Daddy it's going your, fishing. It's your favorite. It's your favorite branded Big Daddy picture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who's this guy holding Big Daddy's pole? Yeah. <laughs> does, now, does she refer to him as Big Daddy? Just to... and that's the other no. thing is Big Daddy was Big Daddy Asagi his legal name? Yeah. Yep. Because no one ever says Mister Asagi. No one ever says <laughs> you know a, a legit first name. It's Big Daddy. So yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's a that's actually a Japanese uh, traditional name. Ah. Ah. It just happens to sound like an English phrase. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure. Makes them sound like the, the end bosses of a video game. It uh, it translates to large father, I think, in Japanese. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> mm. mm. Interesting. Interesting. Ha! <laughs> Sounds like a giant head you're supposed to kill at the end of a video game. 
let's move on from this video game talk as this anime gets more and more like the video game. Ah, uh, uh, yes. So she finds a hidden picture and Maria's like, oh yeah, that's Brandon, Brandon Heat. I love every time they say Brandon name, they always have to do a James Bond style. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it's Heat, Brandon, Brandon Heat. Brandon Heat. Hey, I'm uh, gonna go get are... coffee. I'm gonna go get coffee for you guys. Do you want any? Bear, Bungie, Brandon, Brandon Heat. <laughs> Maybe his middle name is Brandon. Maybe. <laughs> well, you know, for years I thought your middle name was was uh, uh, Bill, and that I literally thought your name was Bill. Bill, uh, bleep out middle uh, last name for years. Huh? Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It was high school, and I was stupid. <laughs> er, I can't. I can't post the too damn high gif on here. <laughs> <laughs> Maria gets called out on her bullshit by Mika because Mika's like, "Wasn't that your boyfriend?" Yeah, she's like, "No, what? No, I wish. Yeah. No, just had two <laughs> nights of passion one time. What?" Oh yeah, because these two definitely high fived over you. Oh no! <laughs> uh. Yeah, so Mika's not buying it when nope. when Maria denies it at all. Um, this is where we find out that thirteen years have passed, which makes Maria what like twelve or thirteen? No, thirteen. She was. Well, I, I would say I would say at she could be twelve at she the last so episode that we saw with uh, with uh, Maria. She was probably sitting at seven months pregnant at that point. Thir- she was between three and seven months. I thought you were going to say 13 months. Yeah, that too. Between zero and nine. Between that too. zero that and two. nine. Yeah, 12, 13. Which again, well, that's going to explain a couple things here for me. This lovely scene is completely ended when cars roll up. Oh yeah. And Tokioka is going to take Maria somewhere safe at the request of uh, Maria. And Maria takes out a fucking shotgun. Yeah, the image that I just stopped on while watching while watching this while we talk is of Maria holding that shotgun. She's she's kind of scowling at Mika like you better not scream, you little pain in the. Or maybe maybe I'm just projecting my own. Thoughts no, no, because Maria Maria has definitely you can see the age on her in general in this scene. It's mm-hmm. another one of those things where they do a good job of displaying age. And yeah, like she does look really badass in the scene. Yeah, she really does. It's almost like ah, oh, she's finally going to come into her own and and go out in a blaze of. Now nah, we got to. Well, her. we're gonna see, we're gonna see, we're gonna see what happens here. I mean, we she went go. out. She goes out in a blaze for sure. Oh, she yeah. does. Yeah. Maria Maria's last words to her daughter is to tell them to find wherever he is, and we're gonna find out more about that in a minute. And she's like, "What? Who? Yeah." Huh? And Tokyo is just like, "Come on, let's go." Yeah, drags her out the door into a vehicle. They drive away as gunshots ensue, and Mika has to watch as her mom gets gunned down. Well, at least she got a couple shots off, and maybe shots... Well, she probably didn't get anyone, but still. I don't know. She was point blank with that shotgun. I think she got someone. You think she got someone? She at least ruined somebody's life. Yeah. Yes. Someone's day has ended poorly, and not just hers. And these men are pissed off because she wasn't the main target. Mika was, and they let Mika get away, and they say... Use Orgman if you have to, but get that girl. Yeah, and, okay. Nails on chalkboard happening. Yeah, Uh. we get, um, before we really get into a lot of the screaming, uh, Maria has one last sort of, like, scene where she's talking to Big Daddy, uh, and there's this, like, kind of cool scene where, like, she reaches out her hand and he reaches out his hand, like, you know, like, like she's passing over to the other world. I like that. Yeah, he came for her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That's why she has Mika. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful scene. 
And then I went to the other side of things. I'm like, oh, that's a, that is a crappy way. They shot her and left her to die in the snow. Yeah, which I'm not shocked about. It's snowing. <laughs> and they just left. I'm like, like how long? How how long did she have before she actually died? You know, ten, fifteen minutes. That had to have been agony. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's and that's that. That seems like their mo. They're not. They don't care about her. They know she's going to die. Yeah, mm-hmm. just let her suffer. Yeah. They go in, grab the pic, the photograph, because apparently they needed to show Harry the photograph, and then that's it. So Mika wants to go back, but Tokioka's like, no, we can't. Uh, and then this is where we get another expedition or exposition dump here. Good lord, he's driving the truck this time. Yeah, we get we get information. Like, basically, this is where Mika learns everything about Millennium and her past and blah, 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 blah. And as soon as she learns stuff, we see an orgman kind of like uh, the shadows emerging creepily on all fours. Uh, Mika also learns about Brandon Heat uh, and that they are headed in the direction to find him and then tells her about the case and gives her a gun. And it's just kind of like blah, 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 blah kind of moment. Yeah. This is a lot of stuff to throw onto a 13-year-old girl who just saw her mother get murdered. I feel bad for Mika here. Yeah. You know, okay. I I will say this. I hate the screaming. I hate the mommy! But at the same time, I'm like, okay, if it were my daughter, same age, same circumstances, she'd probably be mm-hmm. that irritating too. That's fair. And 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 being a parent has changed my perspective on annoying teenage characters now. <laughs> yeah, Mika's Mika's not that bad. I do feel I do feel some sadness for what she has to go through here. I think yeah. it's a good setup to make us feel feel you know, sympathy for her. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, for sure. The Orgman attack, uh, to- to- yeah, Tokioka. 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 Butler Tokioka fucking rolls a 20 on his grapple check. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like, that's some, <laughs> that's some, uh, some, like, MMA stuff going on there, man. He literally just pushes him up against a wall and, like, holds him. He's like, get away, Mika. And Mika's just, like, <laughs> pulls, pulls the handle on the luggage, uh, oh, of the big metal case and just slowly thing. drags it away. Yeah, she had to drag that thing. It's like, could, couldn't have Dr. Tokioka at least put, you know, rollers on it? Wheels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this was 2003. Those things existed then. Carry this. Uh, um, this, uh, this scene ends with Tokioka getting his head smashed in. <laughs> Somebody was a fan of Gallagher. Somebody wants to just kill all these characters off as quick as they can in this episode. <laughs> Cause fuck it. <laughs> yeah. We need to pay fewer voice actors. We got to wrap it up here, folks. Yeah. We man, we spent a lot of time on this mafia thing. We have not gotten nearly enough video game content in. Um, <laughs> the producer say Sega's us up our butt about this. <laughs> yeah, Mika's alone. She's sitting in a door with a briefcase. She's sad. She puts on her strong face. She heads to try to find Tokioka's place. Um, when she arrives, the doctor is there getting groceries, walking home with groceries in his lab coat. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. It's been 13 years, and you're mean to tell me that you actually like wearing a lab coat all the time? And snow? In a snowfall? Well. He's got, he's got a... It's warm. He's got a tweed sweater on underneath. I mean, come on, dude! <laughs> he's like, hey, who are you? What are you doing here? And then she passes out. And he's like, oh, you have the case! Yeah. Yeah. She wakes up in the back of a strange van, or, or truck. <laughs> With a strange cowboy... <laughs> In yeah, a chair. this seems like the start of a different type of anime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this just saying. This, this, yeah, somebody. You know, you're half expecting tentacles at some point. You know, honestly, yes. Honestly, <laughs> yes. 
so we get a shot of the truck and Brandon and her being like, I know this man. He's Brandon. And the truck's Brandon attacked. Heat. Brandon Heat. Brandon, comma, Brandon Heat. They're attacked by Orgman. She screams for mom. The Orgman unload weaponry into the truck. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon wakes up, just like in episode one. And that's the end of the episode. But that, here's, the, here's one of the key takeaways is when she was freaking out and everything else, that woke uh, Brandon up automatically. Like, Tokyo yes. even goes, wait a minute, the system's starting up on its own. Yeah, it shouldn't do that. Yeah, it shouldn't do that. Goes to show you something, there's a connection. This shit is broken. <laughs> that too. It's like, man, it's like that one time 15 years ago. Yeah. You did a bad job. You should feel bad. <laughs> and you should die. That is episode 17. Mika, time <sighs> for final thoughts. Uh, I don't like this episode that much. I think there's a couple good moments in it. I think the stuff with Mika's probably the best stuff, honestly, in the episode. Um, I think the stuff with Maria and, and her and seeing like what happens to Maria and realizing that they're okay. And I think Maria will, it is set up as an integral part of the story. So I think that part is done well. I do like that we at least know what org organization is. Um, but uh, a lot of this, like now we're just setting up the entire party that we've seen before of, of like bad guys as now superpower bad guys. I don't dig it. I don't think it's that great. We're, we're getting our sub, we're getting our, our, our level bosses. Uh, all oh yeah. We're, we're setting up our level bosses. We're, we're, for setting, sure. we're setting yeah. up the video game at this point. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm not, I, I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that. I'm here for the mob story. Right. So, right. That's my thoughts. Agreed. I was bored out of up to tears. And this episode felt like it took forever. It did. It was a long episode. Yeah. For being nothing episode. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna disagree. Um it's it's the weakest. It's the weakest of the episodes so far. And I and I you know, now now to get to it and you kind of alluded to it here, it it, it feels like that yes, at this point they had to go, Okay, now we gotta do the video game stuff. It even feels like maybe the production and the writing and all that felt that way as well. It was literally a fine, we'll do the video game stuff. And I mean, don't get me wrong, there are some good moments in the upcoming episodes, but this is the weakest section of the series. Yeah, yeah I think this is a moment where they 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 had, like you said, Switch, and then, you know, even with the next episode they'll talk about next week, um, you know, it, it totally goes in that full field. And this is where I'm going to jump in and say, I think my opinion of Mika may be different now than even when we started these reviews or even when I commented in the past. Um probably because my perspective of the character has changed as becoming like an, you know, a parent and a parent of a young, young daughter and thinking, okay, this is an anime where for once the teenager is not the super powered BA. It's actually a teenager who's thrust into something that they can't comprehend. Yeah, no, totally. I agree. And how, how else is that kid going to, going to react? She's, she's not going to, A, she's not going to be useful. B, she's going to cry because she's, She's a 13-year-old girl who just saw her mother get gunned down, found out her father was a mafioso. Yeah, I think maybe just a, a little less shrieking and it would have been okay. A little less shrieking. Yes, I will, I will, I can even forgive the, mommy! Maybe just a couple octaves lower would have been yeah. fine. Because, <laughs> mommy! <laughs> okay, too low, too low! <laughs> you mean decibels. Yes. Decibels? Okay, fair enough. Drop the pitch just slightly. How's that? That, that's mommy. whatever. I, I mean, we'll go with it. there's got to be there has to been a part of it where, OK, the 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 writers and everyone else was coming up with this story. And then, 
you know, Sega, who owned the rights to Gungrave, probably went down and said, um, when is he going to start killing the Orgman? When is he going to start killing the superiors? <laughs> you said you were going to make a Gungrave anime of, of a pretty popular video game. Where's the video game stuff? You, you've spent half the series on these episodes or on this mafia story. Where's the ki- where? I want my pew pew bang bang. That's what the fans yeah. want. Yeah, well, maybe some fans did, but I, I am very appreciative of the story before this. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was very good storytelling, as we've talked about. Even but even afterwards, and it, and as I said, there are points in this series, in, in this in this arc, as it were, where where there is good stuff. This was not a good example of of the of the positives. It was an example of the negatives that you're going to yeah. see. I would agree. Yep. All right, that does it for episode seventeen, Mika. Also named my cat. <laughs> you named you named your cat after the the character in the anime. Didn't mean to. Huh. Wow. But there, but there you go. The, the, does the cat does the cat are yowl sh- like like Mika? Are you sure you didn't mean to? <laughs> she's pretty. She's pretty dainty, but I wouldn't call her that. No, I don't think I meant to. I didn't name the cat to be fair. So fair enough. That is that this week. We are uh, moving on to episode 18 next week, which is entitled Grave. It's Bill's Week. Be prepared for that, sir. I already am. I think there's a lot to really go over in that one. I mean, that's kind of a beefy uh, episode. Yeah, there's a lot. A lot of action. A lot of action. Put a pin in that. We'll come back to it. Uh, But for now, it's time to take us out of here. Josh. Once again, this has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime and i'm planning to buy the moon i'm josh i have such enormous power and i'm so sweet and kind i'm andy and i'm gracious honest and kind i'm bill and we will see you next time bye-bye you'll be ready. thanks for listening to tuning japanese for more information visit our website tuningjapanese.com like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on youtube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. dear mom who's this is something wrong no dear it's just that that man in the picture was a very good friend of mine his name was brandon brandon heat brandon heat brandon yes that's right so you guys were really just friends huh Wasn't he your boyfriend before you met Dad? No, he wasn't. So Dad was your one and only then, right? (laughs) If you're not going to answer, then there was something going on with this guy for sure. No, that's not it. I was just thinking about the two of them. Mm Mm-hmm. 
If you say so.